Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tidewad Tech, Episode 9, The Community Conundrum, for the week of August 5th, 2010. This week is going to be sort of a circular irony in action. We're going to ask the community to feed back in the best way that the community should be feeding back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going there, but yeah, it, that's right. It, it goes like this. Uh, Sean and I were discussing um, show topics and, and possible uh, ways uh, of, of proceeding in the near future, and we thought, you know, one of the weakest links right now uh, as we see it is is our uh, community our community period right uh, we have a group of listeners out there uh, honestly we don't know how big you are we we uh, assume from our our bandwidth certain numbers but uh, but we don't really know um, and then we have a handful of you who occasionally make uh, uh, posts on our our uh, blog comments when we make show notes so we kind of got to thinking how should our community, exist how should uh our our listeners feedback to us how should we uh, obviously we have the bully pulpit here we can sit and and pronounce whatever we want and and then it's up to you in sort of an asynchronous manner to to come come back and and speak to us and make comments and recommendations and um i know a lot of shows out there uh, are fond of using uh forum software and here's my issue with forum software. It seems so 1990s. It's like, you know, I got cable and set up a forum. It's, it's, you know, it's, those are the two milestones in my life. And, and we got a microwave a couple of weeks ago. It seems so old. Right. But then again, maybe it's not old. It's classic. Um, well, it's old because it works. That's, that's, that's true. one thing. I mean, it, it does really help to build a sense of community and you get your, your hard, hard timers in there that are making uh, tons of posts and things like that. So yeah. I think it, it's good in that respect, but it, it is kind of old. So the way things are right now, we have a, a WordPress blog. I make some uh, relatively skeleton posts, uh, for every episode. And then the listeners either make comments or don't. And, um, I would say more than half of the time they don't. And is that because you don't have anything to say or because the mechanism we've provided you to say it is ineffective? Well, and let's also say that they don't necessarily not say something about the episode, but they don't really say it there. Uh, we get a lot of input directly either to you or me and uh, in, in email form. So uh, it, it just it seems like there's more to be said there and that we're maybe just not providing the right forum for it. All right. So I guess our question to you, we're going to you know kick it around and discuss a little bit uh, some of the pros and cons as we see them. Um, but one last time, we're going to ask you to give us feedback in, in whatever way you can right now, be it email or a blog post or whatever, and we will sort of collate that and, and hopefully create some, some sort of new community, some new online presence. Right. And, uh, so, you know, let's just talk as, as, as we, um, uh, can off the top of our heads about the benefits of each. Uh, what we have right now is dirt simple. You, you just go to the website and there's the information and you click comment to make a comment or read a comment. Right. Um, the feedback is sort of a level removed in that uh, all, you, all you get is maybe the number of comments or that there are no comments, and you click that, and then you read the comments. Um, and that's, that's what I don't like about it is just that one level of being removed. Right. You know, it, when you are kind of seeking somebody's input, 
you want it to be as dead simple as possible, and that's just that one layer that you're putting in between people. But having said that, a forum is way more removed. You have to go from wherever the main page is to the forum page, find the proper topic, log in or create an account if you're not already, uh, and then submit your topic and then read through the threads. I mean, that's, that's a much more convoluted process than simply making a blog post. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But it does, I think, uh, you know, creates more of a community as well. So it's kind of, you, you know, what's the lesser of two evils in that situation? Right. Forums have the, the benefit of being searchable and, and indexable and, and uh, sort of there for all times. Uh, that's not really the case with a blog. You can you could do a Google site search and, and maybe find what you're looking for, but you don't have those sort of living threads that right. go on. You you don't you can't make a thread sticky in a blog um, like you can in a forum. So so forums are powerful and, and they have a lot of, of uh, uh, capabilities, um, but they're they're old. <laughs> yeah, and, and maybe like I said earlier, maybe it's not maybe it's not old. Maybe it's classic. But but yeah. I, I just got to think there's a better way to do that. Maybe maybe like a Ning community out there, not specifically Ning, but one of the open source alternatives to it, where where you have um, sort of a Facebook like experience, where you have um, these threads that go on connected to a, a main site. I don't know. I, um, you know. A really good one might be a constantly running chat room that people log into, but how many people still do that anymore? Right. You know, that's I'm an that's old guy, passe. right? I'm an I'm an old IRC guy, um, and so that that appeals to me. And maybe our audience is made up of old IRC guys, and it would appeal to them. I don't know, but but the issue with that is is you don't have the archives, you don't have the searchability. Right. It's just sort of a um, a wandering window of information that uh, that you either get in on or you don't. So, you know. Well, and I think the nature of our podcast is that over time you do have those kind of nuggets that pertain to certain softwares and things, things of that nature that you're going to want to be searchable. Um, you know, with our involvement with Fog, if we, uh, like we are going to in this show here, is, you know, we'll offer up a couple of nuggets of uh, wisdom, things that we've come across. Uh, you want that to be in a format, I think, that's going to be searchable and other people can find. And uh, so, yeah, I definitely think something like that's the way to go. Um, I had seen, oh, and this is a couple of years ago that I had first looked at this and I just didn't have a use for it, but uh, it was a Joomla plugin, I believe, was Community Builder. And it was very interesting, and it was similar to kind of a Facebook sort of setup where you had a lot of that kind of interactivity. You could friend each other and things of that nature. Uh, but as far as posting goes, I, I just don't recall how strong that is. So I'm curious if there's anybody out there who's gotten a little more involved with Community Builder, uh, the add-on to Joomla, or in, and uh, if they have any input on that. So, uh, Of course, that would mean know. we'd have to set up a Joomla just for the Community Builder. That seems a little backwards um, well i do remember this it was very easy you know how easy it is to install joomla and uh community builder on top of that was a piece of cake and it was it was very simple so uh it's not anything that we couldn't set up in probably five or ten minutes but you know just an idea now going back in and you know getting it all tweaked just the way we wanted i remember it having a lot of settings and things that you could do uh you know i don't know but Throwing that out there, you know, is there's got to be something out there that maybe somebody's come across that is better than, yeah, just your old school forum. Yeah. yeah. Now, I think about the, uh, uh, the, the ways that I 
look for information. If I, if I'm looking for uh, a problem, trying to solve a problem with Ubuntu, I go to the Ubuntu forums. Uh, if I'm looking for an issue with Fog, I go to the Fog forums. Uh, uh, you know, the, the favorite podcasts that we listen to all seem to have forums. Right. Um, you know, but does that necessarily make it the best tool? I don't know. Um, I need the wisdom of the crowd here to, to, to help me understand what the best tool is that we can set up to, so that you can talk to us and we can talk to you and, and we can continue these conversations. There are people out there right now listening to, to this podcast and talking back to us. They're, they're talking aloud. Right. You know, and they're agreeing with us or they're disagreeing with us, you know, and they're, they're riding down the road on their bicycles or they're jogging or they're on their morning commute, whatever it is. We would like to make a way for you to, to talk back to us in, in that, that easy. How awesome would it be? More of an actual dialogue. I would love for there to be some sort of app. Any developers out there, uh, listen up to this. Some sort of an app on your, um, podcast playing device where you could speak comments directly into it. That's right. That would be like timed out so that everybody who listens to it at that time could see what everybody else has said. You know, or, or, or even text put, you know, you don't have to speak it so that right. like, like I'm going along and I'm listening to the podcast and I see that it, at two minutes and eight seconds, somebody had a comment. I can pause it and then I can look there or not even pause it and I can go there and I look at it. That would be an awesome iPhone, Android, Blackberry yeah. app. Yeah. You're it? talking like an integrated IRC into like your pod player. Well, not necessarily, but, but you know, an ability for me to make comments that are, are time linked to that right. time in the podcast. So that, that everybody who's listening to it, you know, it, it would go out can on go the back web and there. It. Right. Can, can look at those or listen to those. How cool would that be? I, I, somebody out there does design this for me. I'm not a code monkey. Um, I need somebody to do that, but that would be like awesome, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. Um, to have this real time communication while you're actually listening to the podcast, while you're on the elliptical trainer at the gym or, or, or wherever you are to just, and, and have it uh indexed with some web database out there that says at this time this person said this right and so even if you're listening to the podcast three weeks later you get all the comments that everybody's made in the intervening three weeks that'd That'd be kind of neat that would be very neat you'd have to you'd have to be able to go back and access it right because if you made a comment then you'd want to be able to to see the follow-up comments to whatever you said or something so you'd have to be able to search that uh exclusively of the podcast as well right uh, you could have a timeline a web-based timeline or right. something like that yeah that would you be know, really cool. as long as we're just inventing stuff <laughs> sure. let's have it made out of solid gold and, and diamond encrusted too <laughs> but see that's what i would see as the the perfect uh community mechanism for a podcast um, you know, if we were doing this live and we could have like a live chat room and you could be talking back with us and, and we've talked about doing that and, and in truth, at some point we will probably do that. Maybe even add video, uh, where you can watch my fat, ugly mug as I talk to you. Um, okay. Your, your you mom know, thinks you're pretty. Uh, no, I don't even think she does, honestly. Um, she has to say that. Um, but you know, like a Ustream type experience, maybe that's, that's what I would love to be able to have is that Ustream. Anybody, if you ever watch the Ustream, you've got the, the chat room that goes off to the side and you could also Twitter. Yeah, that uh, is a great, great interface. You know, how cool would that be to, to incorporate that into an asynchronous, um, uh, podcast? But, you know, uh, farting un, non-existent apps out of my butt aside, uh, <laughs> let's talk yeah. about things that do exist. Um, 
sorry for being crude there. That that uh, that's not uh, the usual tone of the show, but I thought it was funny <laughs> and had to put that in there. Um, I, I think they all know us well enough now. <laughs> You're yeah. friends, right? Yeah. We're we're all buddies. Um, so, what what is the mechanism that is out there that does work? Um, and this is what we need you to tell us. Maybe there's somebody out there working on this, uh, this new, uh, community building sort of tool, uh, that, that I don't know, but maybe I need to go read John O'Bacon's book, The Art of Community. Maybe he's written it all down right there and I just need to read it. I bet he has a forum. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's where we were really struggling, right? Because we listen to, uh, we're both voracious, uh, podcast listeners and we listen to some big boys who have, you know, tens of thousands of listeners and, uh, and, and what do they have? They have a forum. They all have a forum yeah. set up. Uh, but, you know, uh, but they're kind of stuck there, right? right? Cause they set that up way back when, when forums were the thing. That's the thing. They, these, these are all podcasts that have been around a while. Right. And the forum was the way to do it at the time, you know, right. uh, and they can't change because they're going right. to mess up their community. So that's, they're kind of stuck. Leo Laporte has a media wiki and, and his, his fans and listeners, build that wiki page out for everything. So that's the way he does it. That that's kind of a cool idea, but if anybody have ever tried to edit media wiki, that's that's pretty uber geek heavy stuff there. The media text uh gets pretty complicated just to do something fairly simple. And, yeah, and you're limiting your community there right. with just and, those people. And I don't want to do that. I want something that is text box easy. I want I want something that is iPhone approved. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you know, we, we may deride Apple for their simplicity and, and, and forcing you in a box, but, uh, but that's kind of what I'm looking for. I'm yeah, looking for something yeah. that just works, uh, that's easily understood and that's, that the, uh, the hardcore Linux geek, um, who's 60 years old and still living in his mother's basement can do. And, <laughs> you know, the, the pre-K teacher who got out of college a couple of weeks ago and, and just got her new iPhone 4. Um, and, and has never been in this world at all. You know, I want all of those people yeah. to be able to feed back. And hopefully we have content that, that speaks to all of those people. You know, we're still, uh, feeling this whole thing out. We're about 20 episodes in or so. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're still trying to figure out who we are as a podcast and who our audience is. And, you know, and, and you, again, you're, the audience out there will tell us the direction we need to go. If our audience is almost entirely techs, and we keep talking to teachers and you're fast forwarding through that part, then we're not serving our audience. Right. Uh, but we can't know this until we have some consistent and effective feedback mechanism. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or, uh, you know, the other way around and, uh, where we might have teachers out there listening that are thinking, well, you guys are a little too tech heavy or whatever. And, uh, you know, we may not be hearing from those people because it seems like, you know, the geeks, they've got it figured out. We, They'll find we, a way to contact us. Right. And, and they, they do get through to us. Not, don't hear very much or really not hardly anything out of the teacher side. Um, and again, I don't know if that goes back to our content or if it's just, uh, uh, you know, they're not quite figuring it out or aren't used to participating in those kind of sites or, you know, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, definitely something we need to get figured out. So, so there's our plea. Um, in, in, uh, the ultimate form of infinite regress. We're going to ask our community how we should ask our community. Uh, and so, you know, send us emails or, or blog posts or, or whatever, um, Twitter and Facebook and, you know, however you can get to us. Is, is Facebook the way to go? 
Should that be our community? I don't like that because that's handing our collective fate over to somebody who could, you know, cut us off at any time. Right. But there is that zero uptake there. Everybody knows how to use Facebook or can figure it out in a matter of minutes. Um, yeah, but then you kind of require people to be on Facebook. Right. You know, so there, there's that too. I mean, uh, you so, you know, maybe we want a Facebook that's locally hosted. Maybe we want our own, you know, which is sort of what, what Ning is and then those yeah, sorts that's of tools. Community builder the same um, way, uh, that kind of setup. So, all right. So we're going to stop blathering about that. Um, you just, uh, let us know in whatever way you can, and we will listen to you because that's the whole point. We, we want to be able to listen to you more easily. And so, you know, you geeks out there, when you're responding, don't just talk about us, uh, I mean, about you, all right, and saying what you would like. Think about your grandmother and your, your fiance and, and your, you know, your little sister or whatever. Uh, how would they communicate? How do they communicate? What, what is the best way to reach the broadest number of people? Right. And, and let us know what you think. Or maybe there's some new great forum software out there that we're just, we haven't seen yet. Um, so yeah, definitely. I guess we can take the top two or three that look interesting and we'll actually do some pretty good homework on that. And, uh, and then I imagine a few weeks down the road, you might actually hear an announcement that we've got it set up and going. That would be a nice thing for us to be able to do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and so moving right along, uh, we uh, wanted to give you a little bit of a fog update. I promise we're not going to talk about fog in every episode, but so far we've been talking Just about like, fog in every episode. Yeah, every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the last time that we talked about fog, um, I sort of took uh, Chuck and, and Jim to task about their new uh, fancy schmancy Ajaxy. Yeah. Uh, interface fade and, ins yeah, and all that kind of stuff, and said that on on our machines it's just you know ugly. It doesn't work. It slows everything yeah. down. Yeah, I mean, I had to not use it in Firefox and use it in Internet Explorer, which I hated. Right, and we when you send Sean when you send a tightwad to Internet Explorer, you know that that you got an issue. Right, you know, that there's <laughs> there's something not right. Well, we did find. A way to turn all that off in the fog setting. So if you have a fog server in front of you, click the little I uh, for fog settings and go down to the section marked general settings. And there's a, there's a line there that says fog use animation effects. And there's a one there by default. Put a zero there and all of that fancy stuff goes away and things speed up a lot. Right. And uh, then also on that is one that says fog host lockup and According to the document, according to the little question mark, if you lock click up that, or look up? Lock up is what lock it says. Up. Okay. Uh, I think it's probably supposed to be look up. I don't know. But um, uh, if you click that, it says uh, it's the thing, the, the new circle. You've, you've all seen that if you're using 0 0.29. That tells you if a machine is connected. Right. And so you get the little uh, information thing if it is, and you get a red circle if it's not. That slows things down a lot, too, as it goes out and pings every host. So if you put a zero there, it turns that off. However, when I did it on my machine and and turned that off, I also lost the ability to search hosts. Um, so there's there's yeah. some cross pollination there that shouldn't be. Uh, um, so Chuck, Jim, if you're listening, you might want to look into that. But uh, what what I would ask for, guys, is a nice big button up there at the top that says "Turn pretty stuff on or off." Yeah, um, you know, that's <laughs> what I would like. Uh, well, but, and that was one that I just stumbled on, right. uh, just going through the settings, and you know, sure enough, there it was, and it was awesome that they built that in. But uh, you know, 
unless you knew what you were looking for, uh, we would have never found it. Right. Uh, and then we went on to bash them about it. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, you know, as easy as changing a one to a zero. So, yeah. So it is there in the general settings and, and at least on our installation, uh, turning that animation effects from one to zero made it usable again. And, uh, and doesn't appear to have broken anything else. Right. Now, if you only ever do a handful of tasks, maybe that's not an issue, but we routinely image, well, not routinely, but when we do our, our major imaging, we're doing 50, 70, 100 computers at a time. Right. And, um, and that really makes it just entirely unusable if every one of those fades in and fades out and, and, and does all the, when you want to keep an eye there. on where you are and how right. your tasks are going. Yeah. It's a nightmare. So check your fog general settings, uh, there. And that's just a little, um, little plus thing there yeah. about fog still love you guys it's an awesome piece of equipment a piece of software um so glad it's out there and i hope we're not whining but actually trying to help a little bit out there well and let's keep in mind you know it's a brand new release so uh i guess we should have expected some of those things no no it has yeah. to be perfect the first time every time <laughs> right. i don't understand what you're talking about yeah yeah because that's how all software is right yeah. <laughs> Certainly, that's how Apple did it when they made their new. Oh, wait a minute! No, uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, uh, you know, since I just bashed Apple, let me talk about Android. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned last time that I bought my wife an Android phone. Yes. And um, and I, let's face it, I wanted to buy myself one, right? But I bought it for her for her birthday. Yeah. So, so you can't buy yourself one. It would be totally time. low class to say, look, honey, I got myself a new phone for your birthday. Oh, and you've got one too. Right. Uh, so what I wanted to do was, you know, uh, get her one and let her live with it. And frankly, I was hoping she'd hate it and I'd get to keep it. Right. <laughs> Cause I thought maybe it would be such a big change. She just wouldn't like it and I'd get it. Uh, and oh, like right. buying her a bowling ball with your name engraved. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. But it didn't work. She loved it. And yeah. so, you know, as I said in our last episode, I, I have barely even got to touch it. Um, but I have touched it enough to know that, that I really want one. So I went to the, the Google website last night and thought, well, you know, I'll go ahead and bite the bullet and buy another one. Right. You can't. Google has stopped selling the Nexus One. Wow. I was surprised um, to hear that. And, and Eric Schmidt, their CEO, uh, made a, a an interview or something that I read about basically what they said was they wanted to showcase what Android could do under optimum hardware conditions. They believe they've done that mission accomplished. No need to sell them anymore. Um, there's not going to be a Nexus two or a Nexus three, you know, and, and that's, that's got to mean that they weren't really making money. off. I, of I don't deal. know. Or maybe they just realized what they're not good at. And maybe they're just not good at selling hardware, but I don't know. I don't want to conjecture, but the downside is, I couldn't get one now, and I wanted one. Right. And there's all these great other phones like the new um, Evo and and the Droid X and and these guys that are the the latest and greatest versions of the Android phone. And frankly, I, you know, I'd love to have a big 4.3 inch, basically mini tablet like the Evo or the Droid X is, but. Yeah. Uh, um, none of those are available on AT&T. And as I've opined before, uh, AT&T is my choice. Uh, that's the only thing that works out here. Yeah, you're stuck it's, with it's it. It's what I've got. Um, and, you know, for the same reasons I said before, the, that currently AT&T doesn't offer anything that, that I would want in the way of an Android. Uh, so um, I did what any good geek would do. I went to eBay. And... and uh, <laughs> And there are some real found a, found a good black market there. there right? <laughs> some real profiteering going on right now. Uh, 
Uh, I don't remember the exact cost. I think it was four ninety nine. But by the time I paid tax and shipping and everything, well, actually shipping was free. But I think it was by the time I paid tax and everything, it was like five seventy eight something somewhere around there for the phone from Google. I'm seeing them on eBay right now for nine hundred bucks. Yeah, and they've got bidders. Oh yeah, um, yeah. and you know, and and some for. Um, for a lot more, and well, I found one that I got. Uh, according to his uh, site, he's a uh, an Android developer. He went to an Android conference where they gave uh, a bunch of uh, Nexus ones out. He doesn't live in an AT and T area. He couldn't use it, so he had it for sale with a big buy it now button on there for six hundred bucks. A little bit more than I would have spent had I bought it straight from Google. So just this morning, I bought myself an Android. Why do you care? Well, I'm just bragging, right? It's, I'm the one in front of the microphone, so deal with it. No. Yeah. Um, that means that once I actually get one that I'll, I'm allowed to touch, I'll be able to do a really nice in-depth review of not only the Nexus One, but of the Android operating system. And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm really, I did this for you, people, honestly. It was, it was really, it was a, it was an expense for the show. <laughs> there you go. It was for the show. Threw yourself on the grenade. Yeah. It you? could even be considered tax deductible, I think, because <laughs> it's, it's really, it's about you. Yeah. And I want to be able to, to, uh, to give you, to keep you abreast on all the, the happenings in, in the Android marketplace. Uh, yeah, so how's that iPad going? <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, everybody, you, know, you mentioned it, but everybody yep. I've showed the iPad to has gone, cool, and then left it at that. Nobody right. nobody can find a use for this thing. It's yeah. just cool. Yeah. Um, well, the so one good go. one that one good use we saw was somebody who was actually remoting into a Windows PC. Right, yeah. With you, the you iPad. You use it to connect to a real computer. Right. Uh, it's just a window. Uh, so anyway, I, I wasn't gonna bring up the iPad, but since Sean did, uh, my opinion. <laughs> well, you hasn't, know, I'm such a fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> my opinion hasn't changed on it. It's really just cool, but uh, limited use in my everyday life. Yeah. Even my kids are bored with it. They don't even play with it anymore. Um, so anyway, there's that. Well, uh, back to the Android. Uh, I'm really actually looking forward to you getting this thing and really digging into it because, I mean, let's face it, uh, the the two big boys, I guess, or, well, th- that everybody talks about at least, you know, BlackBerry and the iPhone, are really kind of not doing such a great job <laughs> lately, you know? Right. I mean, there's a lot of room for improvement there. Uh, you know, BlackBerry, we've talked about uh, hardware issues and uh, the iPhone, you know. They're very famous she, hardware issues. Right. Yeah, you know, got to hold it this way and that and everything else. And I'm sure that'll, you know. That'll work out, but it's still not the greatest communication device. Right. So, uh, Android seems to be really right in the middle of that. I'm, I'm really curious to see how it works out. There's, there's uh, a whole host of Android tablets coming out too. And, and that's where I think the Android OS is really going to take off. Not so much on the mobile space. Um, because honestly, I think Apple kind of has that locked up for now. Yeah. Um, but in the tablet space, when, when you get your Android version of the iPad that isn't restricted and has flash on it and has these, these tools that the iPad doesn't, um, I really think that's going to be pretty impressive. Um, so I, I bought the phone not because I needed a new phone. I like my Blackberry. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it still works just fine, but I just wanted to get into this new market. I wanted to see this new thing and I wanted to hold it and, and work with it daily. And, and and see if it's going to be as groundbreaking as I think it is. Well, and, uh, you know, there is some true professional reason there for, for doing that. I mean, you're in charge of purchasing phones for the district. 
as far as that, you know, cell phones for the district. So if there's a move to be made in the future, then, you know, you can argue that, uh, you know, it's homework. So you were saying is what you're saying is the school should have bought my phone. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> See, I'm always I mean, one head of, or one step ahead of the game. <laughs> You know, at least subsidized it or something. And there's one more little piece of a, of miscellaneous stuff out there that uh, that Sean and I had been talking about previously. Is uh, we kind of just got to joking about the idea of making some uh, some Taiwan Tech T-shirts for people to ah, wear. Yes. Um, and you know, one of the things I thought would be great is uh, like they all say on the back the TaiwanTech.com. Like one of them would say S H A W N at the Taiwan Tech. Cause how often are we saying that's Sean S H A W N at the Taiwan Tech dot com? Uh, what, what's got us thinking about this is, is as we mentioned before in February, we'll be at this big statewide conference. And if any of you out there are going to TCEA, it would be super cool if you would wear your t-shirt to our, uh, um, session. That would be neat. And we're going right. to, uh, either way, I'm probably going to get some made up. To like give out to people. Uh, but I got to thinking about, uh, you know, like a place like Cafe Press where you, uh, where they allow you to make things and, and put a markup on there. What, what I'm planning on doing is just having a zero markup, just whatever they charge us for a right. t-shirt. And, um, well, just put some t-shirts it, out like there. That's like free marketing for the podcast. Right. If, you, know, you know, I don't, I don't care about making money on that. I just think it would be fun. Right. And so the, another thing we're soliciting from you is, is a good t-shirt fodder. Um, you know, a, a good, um, uh, inside joke that anybody reading the t-shirt would get, but, uh, um, I mean, anybody listening to the podcast would get, but others would, would make them ask, what, what does that mean? What's, what is that about? Um, and that, that's a good point to make there. It's got to kind of serve a dual purpose. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's got to have that inside jokes thing, but also at least get the non-listener interested in well what what podcast is that you know so once again we're soliciting your feedback not only about how we should solicit your feedback uh but also about t-shirts would you wear one you know if i set up this this cafe press uh site again we're not about making money it would just be fun would anybody care would would you buy any t-shirts um you know would, would what would what should they say if they do um, I just kind of oh, like even the colors, idea. you know. I'm I'm kind of curious. Do we have the black crowd, or you know, yeah. would would people be into like the red or blue T-shirts? You know, just a, a thought to throw out there. I think it could be fun, but I don't want to do it if it's just going to be a waste of time if nobody cares. So, you know, and also if you got some great witty things to put out there, um, you know, whatever their base price is, it's probably going to be like fifteen dollars or something. Uh, if I could find them cheaper, I will. But you know, we're talking custom printing. That's that's what they're going to cost for a yeah. T-shirt. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm not, it's not like I'm buying a thousand from China and can get them from three bucks. You know, we're just talking about custom printing as you want one. Uh, so, uh, anyway, just thought I'd throw that out there. Would, would you, would you like some tightwad t-shirts or not? I think it would be fun. Uh, but, uh, again, if you're, if you're going to be in Austin the first week in February, uh, I, we really love for you to come check out and, uh, the, the show and meet us in person. Uh, interestingly, I, we mentioned last week, um, or the last episode that we had done a tech conference here. Right. It was surprising to me how many people there had listened to the show. Now I understand it's a, it's a, it was a local conference or a local show, but, but people that I never would have thought of come up and say, yeah, I've been listening to your podcast. I found it in iTunes or, or, or that sort of thing. So, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of cool. We do have an audience out there somewhere. And uh, we just want to be able to hear from you what it is. Well, yeah, that was kind of neat. And uh, I'll say hi to the ladies out there, whoever you are, uh, <laughs> because 
I walked into a class and I was helping a presenter. Uh, she was having some trouble, uh, I don't know, with the projector or something. And so uh, I, I ran in there to help her out. And the presenter, our librarian, was like, oh, yeah, this is Mr. Mr. Sean or whatever. And, you know, she was talking about how wonderful I was. And, you know, why wouldn't she? But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Sean, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but a couple of, a uh, couple of ladies there, and I'm not sure if they were techs or if they were, uh, teachers, uh, and I don't even know where they were from, but they were like, Oh, that's, that's Sean. And, uh, it was kind of an odd moment, but, uh, I can only assume that they knew who I was through the podcast because I don't know how else they would. So, so your fame precedes you, such as it is. Well, you know, hey, ladies, uh, high back at you if yeah. if that's truly the case. I'm sorry he wasn't better looking in person. <laughs> yeah. They they winked at me. <laughs> and moving right along, yeah. um, we've got our. We'll move on to our regular uh, tips of the week, and uh, I'll oh. be doing them both because. Yeah. Sean doesn't have anything prepared. He looked at me blankly when I said that yeah, right now. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're going to really, we're going to do those, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, I'll do, uh, my tech tip of the week. Um, it's, it's a very dirt simple one that, you know, I like things that are simple. This one is called Lock Note. Uh, and I'll, it's a, a rather, uh, convoluted link of how to get to it. It's, uh, steganos, S-T-E-G-A-N-O-S dot com. Um, anyway, I'll have a link to it on, on the uh, show notes, but it is, it's a simple, uh, little exe application that you put, it's windows only as far as I know, uh, that you put on your desktop and when you launch it, it creates a, a text, uh, note, just like notepad, uh, but it's encrypted. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, industry standard AES, I think 256 encryption. And so it's just a way to, to send little things back and forth in a safe way. If you want to put something in an email and it doesn't need to be anything fancy, but you want, you want to you make want to sure have safe, some encryption on it. Right. You just put the lock note on there and, and it can't be opened without a password. It's, it's a very simple little tool. I, I haven't, I can't say that I've used it a lot. But, uh, you know, I could see how it would be useful. Um, you can take an existing text file and use it, just drag it in there and encrypt it, or just make a new one. And uh, it's uh, free and open source and uh, a neat little tool. Hey, you got me there. I hadn't, I hadn't heard of that one before. So that's pretty I'll cool. see. There you go. Yeah. It's been in our show notes for months. but Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for the teacher tip of the week, uh, I'm going to go with social, S-O-O-S-C-I-L. Ah, yes, yes. And Sean can tell you about that one because he's a user of it. Right. I found it, and uh, it was really in a search to solve a problem that we were having here and that we were going to, uh, what, Google Apps, Google for Education. Google Apps for Domains, yeah. Right. And uh, – uh, that was presenting some problems for people, uh, particularly with like address books and things of that nature. And, uh, what social does S O O C I A L dot com. Right. Social. Uh, it, it just, it basically does like if you're familiar with X marks or things where you do bookmark synchronization, uh, through the cloud, uh, in your browser. Well, this does it for your contacts lists. So you can have it installed. It's got a BlackBerry uh, application, I'm sure iPhone application. Uh, so all of the smartphones uh, uh, integrates with. I I'm looking at the website now. Pretty much everything. Outlook 2003 and 2007, Gmail, right. Yahoo Mail, Hotmail, 
um, uh, works with OS 10.4, works with iPhone 3 and up, works with BlackBerry 4.5 and up, uh, works on about 80% of Nokia and Ericsson phones. Yeah, so just about everything out there. So the they seem to really have uh, solved the problem of, you know, having a uh, maintaining your contact list and not having all these duplicate entries and things like that. Uh, but, you know, in that same breath, my very first synchronization with them uh, turned up a lot of duplicate <laughs> entries and things. So nobody really gets that first time down right. But once you go in and clean up your contact list on social, uh, then you're good to go. Uh, and, and it's going to synchronize against all of those things. So if you are, you use different services, Yahoo and Google. And Doesn't it do Outlook Facebook and, contacts too? I believe it does, although I'm not really using that. I thought so. Anyway. Uh, I, I believe I did see that, but I, I haven't gone in and set that up. So that's a free service. Uh, it's web-based. Uh, you uh, download the app or, or uh, uh, whatever you need on your phone. And they do have um, a premium plan. The free plan only does 250 contacts with up to three connections, so from three different places. Right. The premium plan, which is uh, 4 bucks a month, um, yeah, three three euro uh, uh, has unlimited everything. Just do whatever you want to do. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a cool little thing that you might want to check out. Social s o o c i a l dot com. Yep. All right, is that it? I think that brings us to the end of the the show. I just uh, you know, I uh, want to remind you how you can. Uh, contact us right now uh hopefully there'll be more things in the future but uh, right. uh you can find us on twitter uh, at the tightwad tech you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash one zero nine four three two six four like eight us. seven yeah. <laughs> or you can go to our website the com, and click the find us on facebook button and then click the like button and when a hundred people like us then we can actually be Facebook.com slash the Taiwan Tech. Right. That right. would be a nice thing. Uh, so, um, you know, let us know what you think. And um, we do listen because, frankly, without you, there's no reason for us to do this. Sean I, and I can sit and, and talk at each other all day long. We don't need recording equipment to do that. Yeah, we generally um, do. Yeah. <laughs> we, the audience is the reason we do this. So uh, uh, let us know what you think. And uh, summer is rounding out uh, for you teachers out there. Uh, that's bad news. Uh, most of you will probably be going back to, to your classrooms pretty soon, particularly elementary teachers are probably there now. Uh, because A lot to set up in those classrooms. It's kind of understood that the 1st of August is when school starts. You know, it's not when school, when kids get here. It's not when you're required to be here, but that's when everybody starts trickling back in. Yeah. And I know for our summer maintenance, we kind of look at that as like, all right, the, the ability to do whatever we want has just ended because yeah. uh, August is here and people are going to start filing in. So uh, I hope you had a good summer break. Those of you who are holding out for the next two or three weeks, uh, um, make the most of it. Get some swim time in there and uh, work on your tan a little bit because uh, it's coming to a close really quickly and we'll be back in the full swing of things before you know it. Yeah, and to the techs, I hope that your back's not against the wall. And <laughs> if it is, well, you know, I'll pray for you. <laughs> yeah. If if you're just now setting up your fog server, you're a little late. Right. Just, just thought I'd let you know. <laughs> All right. And so for now, this is Mark signing off. And Sean signing off. <laughs>